Good morning, YouTube family. Good afternoon and good evening, wherever you might be. Welcome to Escape from Crazy Town. Sorry, I gotta adjust my camera a bit. <laughs> the lighting is coming in pretty harshly, so we're just changing a few things. Hey, you guys, so today's topic for the full live stream is um, what the narcissist, I'm sorry, no, what the new supply doesn't know will hurt him or her. It will hurt them. Um, and that comes from this old adage where it was said that what you don't know won't hurt you. Well, when it comes to relationships with narcissists, the opposite is true. And of course, in many different situations, what you don't know can or will hurt you. So we're going to talk about this. What is it that the new supply doesn't know? And why is the new supply oblivious to the true nature of the narcissist, even though they um, know what the narcissist looks like behind closed doors. Even though they see the truth, why are they still oblivious to the narcissist's new, true nature? And the first reason that they're oblivious and choose not to know what the narcissist is capable of is because they it's easier for them. It's easier for them to continue to just live in this fantasy, in the delusion, and they've already experienced that if you challenge the narcissist or call them out on any of their stuff, right, that they're doing, you'll just end up in a huge fight. It'll get worse, right? So the new supply has discovered that it's just easier to give in and let the narcissist do what they're going to do, say what they're going to say, lie about whatever they want to lie about, and just um, they think they're going to be able to handle the narcissist by dropping hints or um, trying to fix the narcissist sometime down the road. But all of that is, a, is just the new supply lying to themselves about what they're really seeing. Another reason that the new supply remains oblivious to the narcissist's bad side or real character is because they don't want to believe it. They absolutely just don't want to believe it. They want to believe the fantasy. They want to stay in the fantasy. It's rewarding, right, to stay in this fantasy, hoping that others are jealous of them because they got this prize when really they got a booby prize. Um, they're ashamed to admit that they made a wrong choice. Or if they had stood up for the narcissist many times against their family and friends, they're embarrassed to to humble themselves, to, to tell their fr friends and family that their friends and family were right about the narcissist and that they were wrong about the narcissist. So there are a lot of reasons why the new supply chooses to be oblivious to what the narcissist is doing. And it gets to the point where they'll even look the other way. They'll ignore the narcissist flirting right in front of them. They'll ignore the little pieces of paper with phone numbers, or they'll ignore the, the texts that are coming through on the narcissist's phone from other people, right? From other possible partners and um, for people picking them up or them picking other people up, right? Uh, they'll also make excuses for the narcissist. So if the narcissist is getting texts from other people, they're going to blame the other people. They're not going to blame the narcissist for going out and meandering and chasing tail, right? They're not going to blame the narcissist because it's easier to believe the delusion. It's easier to believe the fantasy 
that the narcissist truly loves them and that the new supply is special and all these other people who are chasing the narcissist are the problem. And if it wasn't for all these other people, the narcissist would be true to them. But the new supply will take, will catch glimpses. And a lot of times, not even just glimpses, like full on blowouts, right? Full on bad behavior from the narcissist. And they'll consider those moments, those events as temporary or insignificant and not really part of the narcissist's true character. They want to explain it away and they want to believe that that's just a blip in the narcissist's and not a real part of their character. And they want to believe that the, the narcissist's real character is what attracted them to the narcissist to begin with, right? So, but the opposite is true. It's actually the bad side and the glimpses that they're getting and the explosions from the narcissist. That's the real narcissist. All the other times that the narcissist is behaving themselves, you know, controlling their um, themselves around the, the new supply. All those other times, like the narcissist is convincing the new supply that they're not really cheating. So they're full on lying to the supply. That the lies themselves the fakeness, the delusion is not the narcissist. It's just an illusion. So there's a, a thing that happens in counseling that I kind of uh, hold somewhat responsible for this development of people who are becoming more and more narcissistic or behaving more and more like narcissists. And part of the new therapy in counseling, it's not so new, it's probably been around for, I wanna say at least 15 years because I remember when I first heard it about 15 years ago, there is this counselor who had a show or, yeah, I don't know, where she's counseling these people. And one of the things she said to them, which I thought, I mean, just blew my socks off. I thought that is so incorrect, right? Is she said, would tell her clients, you are not what you do. Did you catch that? You are not what you do. It's like telling a smoker you're not a smoker, even though you're smoking. Telling a cheater, you're not a cheater, even though you're cheating and you have no plans to stop cheating. Telling someone that they are a crook, even though they have no plans to stop robbing or stealing or whatever it is their criminal activity might be. Um, telling someone that they are not what they do allows them to keep doing what they're doing and then not take responsibility or identify themselves with what they do. So if they can separate themselves from their bad behavior and say, well, that's not me. I just act badly, but that's not me. So I can cheat on you. I can lie to you. I can manipulate you, but I'm not a liar, a cheater, or a manipulator is how narcissists see themselves. And counselors are helping people to become like that and take on those types of characteristics and not take responsibility for their behavior. All right. This is a problem because what they really should be telling their clients is that you are not what you used to do. So a smoker is no longer a smoker if they stop smoking, right? So an addict is no longer an addict if they no longer are doing whatever it is they're addicted, used to be addicted to. Uh, they're no longer a cheater if they made a commitment to never cheat again and continue not to cheat. They're no longer a liar if they come clean 
and they take responsibility and the consequences for what they did and they choose to not lie anymore, right? So you're not what you used to do, but you are what you keep on doing, you guys. And the reason I say this is because if if you if the narcissist is not what they do when it's a bad thing and you're not what you do when it's a bad thing, well, wouldn't you also not be what you do when it's a good thing? So if you're uh, if you're a considerate person and you do things for other people because you anticipate their needs, just because you're doing that to anticipate their need when you're anticipating their needs, then that means you're not really a considerate person. Uh, according to this definition, this new definition in counseling nowadays, um, if you're if you're a generous person and you give away and you give your shirt off your back, you know, your last penny to people, well, you're not really generous then. You're not a generous person, right, according to this definition, because you're not what you do. If you're not what you currently do, then you also, when it's bad, you are also not what you do when it's good. So who the heck are you, right? There's an identity crisis here, you guys, right? Um, so when the new supply doesn't believe that the narcissist is what they do, that the narcissist's bad behavior doesn't define them, that the narcissist continue bad behavior doesn't characterize them, then what the heck does characterize them, right? There, there's a contradiction in play here. There's a hypocrisy that the new supply is taking on and they don't see it. They're oblivious to it because they want to believe that what they have is good. They want to believe that this is going to lead somewhere good. And they don't want to admit that the everything is falling apart. They don't want to admit that the narcissist is a jerk, right? They don't want to admit that the narcissist is a cheater. They don't want to admit the narcissist is a criminal or is a liar or is a manipulator. But they want to believe the good things that the narcissist does. And they'll say, well, the narcissist is kind because they do kind things. The narcissist is sweet because sometimes they're sweet they, they do things that are sweet right they'll cook you a meal or they'll um, take care of you when you're sick which usually actually narcissists don't do but the few things that the narcissist does that are good um, the new supply will label that as the narcissist like that's who the narcissist really is it's very inconsistent you guys and that's what keeps the new supply oblivious to who the narcissist really is I used an example in the long um, version of this. This is just a recap. So if you want to hear the long version and a few more examples, one example I gave was um, back in the 90s, there was a certain president who said that cheating, I'm sorry, a certain president that said, I did not have sexual relations with that, per with that woman. Now to this president, he considered sexual relations full on intercourse that would result in reproduction, I suppose. Maybe, right? Maybe that's his definition. So this is something that narcissists and psychopaths do. They redefine terms so that they, to themselves, they think they're not lying. To themselves, they can say what they think is honestly um, that they're not what you just defined them as, right? So he says he did not have sexual relations with that woman. And it turns out it was with that woman and it was a sexual relation because 
they use the reproductive parts of at least one of them to do stuff. And he continued on to the point where he even redefined or asked for the definition of is, you guys. This is how ridiculous it gets. So he got cornered to the point in, during his, um, I don't know if it was a trial or a hearing. I guess it's a hearing. I think it was a Senate hearing. And they he had to explain to this board or whatever you call them, this panel, what sexual relations is. Because they're asking him, what then do you consider sexual relations? And his response to them was, well, it depends on what your definition of is, is. Do you hear that? Like This is how ridiculous it sounds from our perspective. But to a narcissist, it makes perfect sense. They get to redefine everything. And in redefining everything, they can convince themselves they did not do what you just saw them do. Right? They are not guilty. And the new supply actually allows the narcissist to get away with this. Or actually may not even understand that the narcissist in the narcissist's mind is redefining terms as they're talking to the new supply. No, I did not cheat. I did not cheat on you. Because in the narcissist's mind, they're thinking cheating equals completed intercourse in a way that would um, develop reproduction, right? Other than that, it is not cheating. And meanwhile, the new supply is thinking cheating, like the rest of us would think, is having a physical intimacy with somebody, whether it's kissing, whether it's uh, being undressed in the bed, doing everything except for the stuff that could cause uh, reproduction, even using prophylactics, you know, we would consider that intercourse. To a narcissist, they will convince themselves that that is not really cheating if they used a prophylactic, if they didn't go all the way, if they didn't finish the, the deed, right? they're gonna consider that not cheating. And they can look you in the eye, not blink, and say, they didn't cheat on you. This is how the new supply is left oblivious to what's really going on. So these are just some of the things that cause the new supply to stay in this fantasy world, in this delusion, in the illusion, and not aware of what's really going on. If you want to see the or hear about all the other reasons why the, the new supply doesn't see the truth, go ahead and watch the full uh, Happy Crappy Hour, which I will list in the description below or in a comment if that makes it easier for you guys. So thank you so much for watching this. I hope you understand. I hope you are starting to understand that when you watch what's going on with the new supply and understand better what's going on with the new supply, you actually are getting a perspective, a new perspective of what happened to you. You're starting to understand, you get a new understanding of what happened to you. And then getting that new understanding, here's the good news. You can make changes. You can see where maybe you needed to humble out and admit and not be ashamed and don't feel guilt just because you chose the wrong person and you went along with the wrong person for maybe even a year. Maybe you got married to them. Maybe you even had kids with them. It's better to get out and humble yourself and recognize that you made a mistake and you shouldn't have messed around with this person. Um, oh boy, that really doesn't sound right, right? right? You, you, definitely in marriages, you want to try to make it work. But if you are stuck with a psychopath, 
me to get out, who's abusive and all of that, and is cheating on you, and this is not a real relationship. Stop lying to yourself, right? And maybe at this point, you're not lying to yourself anymore. You're on the outside. You've, you've gotten to the other side, but you feel awful. Knowing what's happening to the new supply and the reason it's happening, you can see now that it happened to you too. And you can forgive yourself. You can move on. You don't hold on to that guilt anymore. And you can actually make changes that are long-lasting and good for your life. So that's the good news, you guys. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Go ahead and check out the uh, longer version, the full version of the this today's topic, and you'll get a whole lot more understanding. So don't forget to watch a, a commercial, like the video, make a comment, and share this video if you think it'll help somebody. All right, blessings to you guys, and I will see you next week.